welcome to another awesome episode of Classic Elder Scrolls Night. Today is Freitas, Reigns Hand the Tenth, and our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com, quality headphones, 30% off, you'll need our code, off the record, and they'll ship them to you for free, tweakedaudio.com, also Audible, audibletrial.com slash Network is the link you're going to need in order to get your free audiobook downloaded today. Uh, you can watch us live right here at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash Network. You can email us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. You can find us at elderscrollsofftherecord.com. You can find us at questgamingnetwork.com. And you can follow us at elderscrollsotr. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash elderscrollsofftherecord. And we're on Google+. Plus. Google.com forward slash plus sign Quest Gaming Network. Today we're playing Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall, and we're going to be talking about do we want an Elder Scrolls movie? Oh, yeah, we're mixing it up. Uh, then we've got John's Mod of the Week, Maury's Random Lore Book, and your emails. Yeah, that's right, guys. You've been emailing us. We're going to start featuring that on the show today as well. I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, Ivarwin, and I'm joined by the dynamic duo, the one and only video content managers here at Quest Gaming Network, Mark Hugh of Tamriel and John Supa. Hey, guys. <laughs> Not all at once, <laughs> fellas. Wow. Well, you said him first, so I was expecting him to go first. Oh, I, I'm oh. blaming him first. I, I was letting you go first because... Obviously, I need to go after you, just I'm far more important. <laughs> but, okay. um, hey, all about with me, Morikyu here in Daggerfall. We're live on Twitch. We will be on iTunes at some stage. John is with me, so is Ivarwin. One question, though How come Ivarwin always says, Welcome to another amazing show when we haven't even recorded it yet? It totally breaks my immersion. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry about that, dude. Um, don't no, you're, to... you're welcome. I, I, I guess it's sort of like my my good luck. You know, like, we're, we're good luck, guys. We're about to have an amazing show. <coughs> How do you like yeah. that? That good? That work? That, that works for me. Is that good uh, enough for the video content manager? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I'm back. I wasn't here last week, so obviously yeah. last week's show was a fail, and... Yeah. Uh, Marquis back. Actually, um, it was I, it was it was fantastic without you being here because John was uh, here. No, I kind of think that I'm probably take too long with my intro. <laughs> yeah, a bit, a bit. Um, which is why I wish you were gone again. <laughs> wow, how mm -hmm. you doing, John? Oh, I'm doing great. A little tired, uh, but I'm excited to get this show rolling. I think we have a great discussion topic, and I'm just sad that Maury had to join us. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've got the uncompromising Shank Tank. Yo, you know, I actually take great pride in that title, the uncompromising Shank. I, I kind of like that, actually. Kind of like that, huh? Yeah, I, I'm very, very proud of that title, actually. Well, well you, you should be proud of it, I, I think. Um, oh, hell be yes. Because it was, it was a, it was a, a hard-earned title, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, it was, and it, it has honestly just made me love the series even more because of it, I think. So, yay. 
Yay for for uh, not compromising. <laughs> uh, so, um, with Owen, yes, sir. It actually didn't say the uncompromising. It said Shank, who is worthless. Yes, Shank, the worthless person. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it right that's what there. it says. Not uncompromising. No, yeah, but right. this is classic Elder Scrolls Night, where the notes don't matter. They don't. No, they do matter because we started writing them. <laughs> Maury, uh, tomorrow morning, just uh, go ahead and step out your doorway, and you'll find a giant bag of poop left by me tomorrow. Oh, so. Oh, my. Um, oh, my. That's, hmm. um, uh... I- Mm. Most expensive prank ever because you're actually gonna take a yeah. take off. It's gonna be like the it's gonna be like the Family Guy skit where Stewie watches um, Bewitched and like Will Farrell says something and Stewie flies all the way to his house and slaps him and just says not funny and then leaves. Uh, I, I think we should talk about Elder Scrolls honestly. I I would agree at this point, and we're also joined by our wonderful chat room. Uh, guys in the chat room, how how are you? And and thank you for for joining us today. Um, I'm I'm playing Daggerfall, as you can see, and uh, I I, I got to admit I was still stuck in that dungeon from the last episode of of Classic. <laughs> That's it right there. Still stuck, and uh, I have no idea how to how to get out of there and. Instead of dragging our listeners through the many, many hours of me trying to figure this out, uh, I'm just going to walk out of the dungeon and roam around and probably fast travel to a different point on the map (laughs) 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 and get myself involved in more content. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. uh, It sounds like no one has a choice. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like we're kind of at your whim. Pretty, pretty. Um, and honestly, I feel like we're kind of at Daggerfall's win. Please, don't break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't don't crash today, Daggerfall. That'd be great. Thank you. Well, uh, we've got a really interesting discussion topic, and and I think it's it's one that now that now that the game that shall be shall not be named has launched, uh, Skyrim was a was a huge draw to um, to the series. I think a lot of people have it have on their minds. Will Bethesda look to create an Elder Scrolls movie? Hmm. Let's uh, let's start th- let's start this one off with John because yeah, John's fresh from Paxies. He's got a lot of uh, uh, a lot of gaming thoughts in his head today. I'm sure uh, he he just got back from hanging out with many a developer, uh, hobnobbing with with uh, the A list. I'm sure. So, <laughs> what do you think, John? Uh, I- I was hobnobbing. Hobnobbing. Uh, you, you, you made my day sound much more epic than it really was. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Do I think that Bethesda is interested in this idea? Is that is that the question? Yeah, at the let's, yeah. I think I think right now let's let's just um, yeah let, let's let's ask ourselves. Do you think do you think even Bethesda is interested in this question? Should should they? They're probably. Uh, do you think they're asking themselves? Should we even bother making an Elder Scrolls movie? I think they t- they definitely are. And I definitely want them to. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's my two septums. All right. And we, we've uh, we've got a whole a whole show that we're going to dedicate to this. We're gonna we're gonna talk about 
um, the the nitty gritty aspects of this. You know, let's just say for sake of example, they are they are considering it. Uh, we're going to talk about you know what we think the the setting should be and, and the story. Uh, maybe suggest some actors, directors, uh, even production companies. Um, how should they even down to how they should arrange the title and and the likelihood of this even happening in the first place? Um, but then uh, to start us off again, I want to I want to go over to Shank and and sort of ask: Do you even think that Bethesda is considering this right now? I think if anybody walked up to Todd Howard and said, "Hey, what about a movie?" I think he would slap that person in the face and kick them out of the building and just completely you're fired you're done goodbye hmm. so <laughs> i i don't think first i don't think they they are considering it nor do i do i think they want to make one what do i think they should make one what about you maury <clears throat> i i think that film developers and studios probably would like to make elder scrolls film more than the elder scrolls crew I, I think people will say, "Wow, Skyrim did twenty million. We just they just released an MMO which had five people sign up for a beta. <clears throat> we probably could make our generic fantasy film into an Elder Scrolls film." Well, you know, and w- when I say say yes, I don't mean necessarily Todd Howard and the game devs are cool with this. I'm saying the fat cats in the suits at Bethesda definitely would hear these offers. I think you're right. Yeah, that that is that is true. It wouldn't necessarily be, you know, the the game director of Skyrim that would that would hear that kind of thing. It it would be it would be somebody else. That that's true, but I I think I don't know, man. I mean, t- Todd the God definitely carries weight in in that in that uh, in the uh, the group of companies and studios they have there. So does so, Christopher Tolkien. Yeah, but oh, he ripped God. off he ripped I'm off just the saying. movies. So you know it's okay. Um, he ripped off the movies. He did. It's just a fact. Um, but I don't know. See, but that's <laughs> the thing. Like e- even if somebody went straight to the top of uh, Zenimax uh, uh, Studios or um, Zenimax the the parent company. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time. I, I I really have a hard time seeing that they would say, "Okay, even if Todd Howard said no, this isn't going to happen," just because I don't know. I I I I feel like he has a lot of pull there. So yeah, but when it comes to when it comes to the overall branding, all right, I, I don't even know if if, if um, good old Mister Howard, I don't, I don't even know if he would be in that conversation initially. I mean, let's just say for sake of example. Okay, this idea did not come from Bethesda, though. With the success of Skyrim and the 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 um, the MMO coming out, which is a uh, basically just sort of admitting, um, hey guys, we're taking our our uh, IP and it's going to become highly commercialized now, because that's what an MMO does to an IP. It, it it turns it into a highly commercialized version of of itself. You have to you have to sort of just. Then the next uh, understand that the next natural progression in thought is going to be you know uh, merchandising and and movie rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. Movie rights. Beth- Sorry, Bethesda is definitely looking into uh, movie rights because they know the potential 
for a boatload of money and, and they're in business to make money. So, yeah, I, I would say that, um, they at least looked at the idea for the briefest of moments on paper and said, all right, whatever comparisons that we can make, what, what it was the, what's the over and under on this kind of thing for us? They have to at least be looking at that. Um, I mean, I, I just I think you're probably just a bad a bad manager at this point if you if you don't at least consider consider that. Yeah. I I don't know. I I think hmm, I I I don't know because it's such a the the series is so it's it's very I guess different. So I guess. Even if they said, you know, okay, cool, let's 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 think about this and let let's entertain the idea, like similar yeah. to what we're doing right now, right? Right. And say say let's say they entertain the idea. The natural question is, which is what we're what we have on the docket, is like, okay, fine. What is it about? Exactly, and that's, and, that's and, yeah. Go ahead. To, I'm sorry, Shane. Go ahead. And to me, that is the sole reason why they would never do one is because the game the the games plural. Just the nature of them, man. There is okay. There's a there. There is a you know quote unquote overall main story through each of the games, but the main stories are so insignificant when you take each game as a whole. Like there's so much more to each game than just like that main story. And I, and I think the fact that the games can be so personal to people. I mean, look look at this show. We have four people mm-hmm. who have played these games. Mm-hmm. 100% completely different experiences not just on, on one of our characters on every single one of our characters I could I could look at all my characters and look at all your characters of Arwen and I guarantee you they're all completely 100% different and that's only two people sure <laughs> and you're talking about you know the millions that have played it, I think it's it'll be very hard for them to um uh, to uh, I I think it would be hard for you know masses of people to relate to a singular sort of theme because of how diverse and unique these games are to different people. Whereas I think in other, you know, uh, material, it's, it's easier to, re- uh, for that material to be relatable to the audience. But I think in elder scrolls, because each and every single experience is very unique and very in- uh, unique, uh, individual. I think that would pose just a development problem and a production problem, to be honest with you. Oh, it absolutely would cause, cause some, some, some real questions as to how do you take, a franchise like the Elder Scrolls, which is really not about one thing other than Tamriel itself, if you look at it as a whole. Um, it's not about one character. It's not like, you know, Die Hard, where it's about John McClane um, and the ridiculous situations that he gets himself into. It's about... It's about Tamriel. And a fantastic game series, sure, but... If you adapt it into a movie, does that necessarily mean that it turns it into a good movie or even a good movie series? I mean, and, and then there's the other thing, too, that generally speaking, when you take a video game and you turn it into a movie, it doesn't receive the kind of uh, respect that that the series is due. Because Hollywood kind of just turns it into crap. I mean, look at look at Street Fighter, for God's sake. Uh <laughs> Well, what do you mean? Mortal Kombat was an absolutely amazing film. 
Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat was slightly better than Street Fighter. Uh, and, but, I mean, it really was just just terrible in consider, considering the game series. But, something to consider, like you guys have said, the main character and the main story of the Elder Scrolls games has been the world, Tamriel. And the main character and stories of most of these video games that have turned into movies are character-driven storylines that they botch, and that's what upsets the fans of the movies, so that's why they don't do of uh, the games, and that's why they don't do good. Right, which is a saving grace if you spin it the right way when you're making a movie. Because it literally could be one of the... One of the easiest stories to develop, or it could be one of the... But if you don't do it the right way, it could be one of the biggest fails of a story as well, if you sort of screw that whole thing up. And, and to John's point, here, here's... So, you know, you, we have said, okay, yeah, the world is really... You know, the world is actually the main character. Okay, let's let's run with that for a second. If the world is the main character, then obviously, you know, uh, you need to build that world, you know, not just the environment, the sounds, the feeling, the, the foliage, and of course the towns and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But my question again is how do you make that entire world relatable to the audience at large when every single one of them has had completely different experiences within that world? Uh, how many of us are fans of the Lord of the Rings movies? Um, on this call. Everyone, but that's totally different. Okay. No, no, no. Let me... <clears throat> so we all like those movies, right? I don't yep. know about you guys, but one of the things I really like about the movies is how you get to see and visualize um, the world that you read about in the books. And to me, some of the shots that are in those movies are the reasons why I watch those movies. And I think, but I think you just proved my point because you said what we read about in the book. So there is already a set story in place, right? There, okay. there, there really is no set story when you have millions of people having totally different gameplay experiences. <laughs> yeah. I well, think that we can get into in a different topic. But what I'm saying is, <clears throat> if the story is the world, and I, I really enjoyed Lord of the Rings because also one of the stories to the Lord of the Rings books and especially if you can get past some of the other books that I've attempted um, you know the world is also a very large character and one of the reasons why I love the movie so much is because I get to see those epic shots of the world in quotes okay that's that's a fair point but yeah Middle Earth is basically Tamriel yeah, um, well, uh, the Shire is just as important to the Hobbits as Skyrim is to the Nords. Right, yeah, but I, I, I guess that's that's the thing. Is like uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to word it because it's it's in my head. But it's it, we're sort of floating around. We're sort of floating around. I think a topic here. But I think the one thing that we are sort of agreeing to discuss right now is the setting. Let's just say, for sake of argument, okay, um, Bethesda is approached by a a, uh, a production company who says we want to we want to turn this we want to find a way to make this into a movie. What do you guys think? And let's let's work together. You know, we don't we don't necessarily have any particulars regarding this, 
What we do want to do, though, is we want to work with you and, and find a way to just make a movie. And they say, all right, let's let's consider this because we could this could be the potential to make a lot of money. And it could be a, a tremendous entertainment value as well. It could do a lot for Elder Scrolls and Elder Scrolls fans. So let's build a movie. The number thing, the, the first thing that you want to look at, the number one thing, is going to be the setting. If they if they're looking at at the numbers here, if they're they're deciding what they want to do. All right, the, I think the first question regarding the setting in their mind has to be: Do we do we make an adaptation of a previous game? A. Oblivion the movie, Skyrim the movie, or do we make it a totally new place in a different era with a whole different story that we haven't even seen before? Shank. If. For sake of argument, like if we're going down this road, I would say we need to do it in a setting we've seen before, but not not just do Skyrim the movie. Don't I? I don't want to see. Oh man, you got to go get uh, you know the graybeards and talk to this dude and this dude in iron gear and go kill Alduin. No, 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 no. The setting needs to be familiar, but I want a new story. I don't want to see something we've seen in the games story-wise that was such a... I mean, because the main story of Skyrim, that was that's a pretty memorable thing, and people have had very, very sp- explicit experiences in them that I think even if you do something, you will be upsetting somebody with that. You know, it's, you, you will... There's a lot of potential for error. I'll, I'll say that much. So I think the best route would be to say a lot of people have played Skyrim. It's fresh in their minds. At what It's what brought... The series more so to the masses let's set this movie in skyrim but not just simply do a copy paste of alduin let's do our own unique story lore friendly story in the province of skyrim now i understand what you're saying but from a marketing point of view it would it would be powerful to say Skyrim the movie oh they could they could call it Skyrim the movie right I don't want it to say the Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim the movie right and what I'm trying to say though is taking the game and putting it in in the movie is probably the most reachable story that that they could churn out I'm not saying I, that it would be a good idea. I'm just saying that from uh, from the perspective of and, and John will will go over to you in just a second. Um, uh, from the perspective of how do we how do we market this movie to to the general movie going audience? Skyrim the movie, as you see it in the video game, just realized on film, would probably be the most marketable, the most easiest to sell to a general audience, than really anything else. Go, I think, go ahead, John. Hold on one second, Shank. Go ahead, John. I I would totally disagree. Like we discussed earlier, I think um, you know one of the things that has ruined these past video games turned movies is they try and go off of the main story, but then you get the Hollywood execs involved and their focus groups, and they go way off the right path um, and butcher stories that the fans have grown to love. And that's what upsets people and why we don't watch those movies. So I think really they need to avoid Skyrim, like Shank was saying, mm-hmm. uh, completely. 
Um, don't don't do Oblivion the movie. Don't do Skyrim the movie. Uh, I get what you're saying. How Skyrim was very popular, sold a ton of copies. Sure. Um, but I think it's popular to the point that people really invest hours into Skyrim and do start to learn about the lore and the world. And I think just an Elder Scrolls movie would definitely sell it, especially if they weren't based off of a game. Maury, you've been a little quiet. What do you think? <clears throat> I kind of agree with John. I don't think they should do Skyrim. Because there are, you know, there's 20, 20 million people who bought the game, who played it, who loved that story. What they should do is make a high fantasy film set somewhere else, call it Elder Scrolls, done that way. It's not upsetting the people, the gamers who played Skyrim. And it's going to bring in a new audience because it's going to be a high budget, high fantasy uh, film. And I think that would be the best, best for both kind of your your average uh, film goer and um, your Elder Scrolls um, gamer would, would be to not make a rehash of a story because what happens when people take things from books or films or you know or take something to screen they have to change a story in some ways and people don't like that yeah. I, I absolutely agree with, with you guys on this point. Um, I mean, Silent Hill was, I think, a very good uh, was a very good movie. I'm talking about the first one, not the second one. Yeah. I thought Silent Hill was a good movie. Unfortunately, what they did was they took both the first and the second game and they molded it into one movie, into one story. I don't know why they did that. I don't know why Hollywood seems to think that um, screwing around with a video game story is going to make a movie any better. People love these games a lot of times because of the story. And if you're screwing around with the story, you're going to kick out something that we're not going to like. So it, it, the story sold already. Why would you change that? I, it's like, you know, the, if it's not broken, why are you fixing it kind of a thing? Um, so there's that. Also, on the, on the idea of making Skyrim, in quotes, the movie, I, I don't think that's a good idea either. I, I think if they were to make a movie, I think the movie should be... Um, set in in obviously in in Tamriel okay but i think it should be a completely different it should be it should be placed it should uh take place in a lot of different provinces that that we've seen throughout the game series just to kind of you know give a little fanfare a little fan service hey guys guess what this is Daggerfall this is Skyrim this is Cyrodiil this is what Morrowind looks like on film yeah, no, I'm I am totally with you when it comes to like the actual setting. I think it should take place. I think the whole world of Tamriel should be on the table for based on whatever plot they choose for filming. I don't think it should take place in one province. No. I, I don't think so at all either, because the the game series itself has seen a lot of the provinces already. And um mm-hmm. it should it should pay some service to that. I, if if they did this, I I think the 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 world would sell the movie. Period. Just right. Period. 
I, I, I yep. do not want to see any of the tropes from the game into the... Because that is the thing that frustrates the hell out of me in all these movies is that they 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 put the name of the game on the movie and what do they do? They, they take tropes from the game as if that would trans... as if a game of mechanic would translate well on film. And of course it doesn't, you know? So it, I, I don't, I don't want to see that kind of stuff like in the movie. It, it, it needs to be a world that feels real, made up of characters that feel real, with cities that are genuinely make you feel like they are there. And for somebody like me, that would be enough to convince me of this is Elder Scrolls. No, no tropes. No, you know, oh, hey, I can, you know, drink hiss at No, 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 no. Just make the world convincing and that will sell itself. That's my opinion. Mm, I, I wouldn't like to see the world in a film. Um, I, I would rather it be just a story focused on a character in a province coming overcoming an obstacle. I, I, I think if you were doing to do the world, it would have to be something bigger than a film. Oh yeah, no, I I I want a trilogy. Minimum. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're looking at doing the whole of Tamriel, I think you have to look at a, a HBO style series. Yeah, honestly. exactly. I'd be fine with that <laughs> as well, but I think uh, they could do well, do yeah, fine with a trilogy. Yeah. If it's the right like not saying they go to every place, but include multiple provinces because the plot so Well, yeah, like, if, if we're so if, if we were talking about uh, like a trilogy, the obvious one to include most of Tamriel would probably be uh, Talos taking over. Oh yeah, provinces. That would yeah. be like that would be what a lot of people would want to see, and it kind of makes the most sense, you know, Tam- uh, Talos is um, conquering of, of of like Tamriel. What about an Akaviri invasion? Mm. <clears throat> They would then that would be probably one province though. They wouldn't attack I don't think, you know, that's one continent, it's not gonna try and take over the, the entire of Tamriel, I guess. So well, yeah, it but it, be... it it involves the entire of Tamriel. I suppose it depends when it's set. Right. And, and I mean you can't really get to just one of the like you well, you can, but you're still basically Attacking the entire landmass, and at some point there is the empire, and yeah, know, this could be set post Skyrim or or post Oblivion. Well, no, I don't know if there was a Akaviri invasion, but uh-huh. you know, they could go post sure. Skyrim with it, and the Imperials would probably go to fight the Akaviri invasion, and that's why you know multiple provinces could get involved. Yeah, I think as far as the story is concerned, um, and, and let's let's just throw this question out. Uh, you know, do you think it would be better served as a movie or or like a Game of Thrones style uh, HBO series? Series. Okay, one hundred percent series. What about you, John? I would say it. Uh, hmm. It would have to be if it's going to be a series. It has to be HBO. Um, well, I'm, I'm asking you if if you would rather see it as like a, a minimum trilogy for a movie, a movie trilogy, uh, or if you would rather see it as an HBO series. 
you know what? Actually, I'd probably I'd probably enjoy it more as a as an HBO series because I, I do find myself enjoying um, Game of Thrones, and that's really one only one adaptation of something into another medium that I've ever really enjoyed. Yeah. All right. Um, got a, we actually got a lot of people in the chat room saying series. Okay, so a lot of people are saying that they would prefer they would prefer a uh, like a long standing series, and and you know I sort of feel like it would almost open itself up to uh, that kind of uh, that kind of thing more so than than a movie. Um, also regarding the story. If they were to to do this, do you think it would sell? Uh, do you think it would be better as like a framed narrative, where you know you had someone that was basically telling the story of of past events to the the audience, or do you think it would be better um, told as a single hero story, or do you think it would be better told as a multi hero story? John, I think I would like it as a as a multi-hero story. Okay, because honestly, I'm digging like the cinematic trailers for the game that should not be named. Uh, right, right. So you know, and, and that's a multiple hero kind of thing. So I, I think I, I would really like something like that. What about you, Maury? Multi-hero, single hero, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about maybe how that how that thing should even be told in the first place. Hmm. I I would be okay with either, just depending on exactly how like the story was told. Um, really, like I, I could totally see like if it, if it was not main characters, you know, like 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 the. Dragonborn or, or like Telos or someone like that, you know, like um, the Tribunal. If it was, it should just be about random people, you know, kind of like Xena Warrior Princess of Tamriel or, you know, or the Hercules thing. Those kind of, um, just a band of, of, of heroes maybe mm-hmm. would be good. But also, then, then also, you know, like I was just saying, Talos, like <clears throat> it would be good if Talos did. You know, I don't know if I can't remember if he had a son, but you know, if he sat down, his nephew or his son, and like, this is what happened to Uncle Talos, and then he goes right back to the beginning, and he's telling this story till the end of the series. Yeah, kind of like a like a frame narrative where you know, yeah. you have a narrator that's basically explaining the yeah. Uh, yeah the 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 heroics of of the the main character. The thing yeah. about frame frame narratives, though, is you got to remember like. The they only know their point of view of the situation, so it makes the story very single-dimensional. Yes, and I don't think that would be suited for an Elder Scrolls story at all. <clears throat> well, I think it's very because, like, it, it does tie into the games because you know you're seeing the world from your eyes, and that that would be a very game like a mechanic, like brought into the film into the show or whatever. Shank, what about you? I think it... I think by the nature of the content of 
you know the lore and everything i think it absolutely has to be a multi-character just because of all the things you read i mean sure you might read about alessia right but look at all the other characters that she was interacting with you know akatosh uh umaril helenal so many different characters even if you just talk about uh one character i think it it just the the density of the material is such that it has to be a multi-character where you're you get the stories from all the people and there is a main thread tying them together and kind of pushing the tension to a point i think that would only make the story richer because if you only had a single character that you're following yes you're only seeing the world through that person's eyes and that's that kind of irks me just because I, I, I that feels game-ish to me and I, I wouldn't want that in like a high budget series like that and plus I think you, you you would just be missing out on the rest of the world to be honest with you and the rest of the environment and the rest of the, uh, the story that's taking place so I think it, it has to be a multi uh, you know follow multiple characters um, I'm going to go stand with Shank excuse me <laughs> <laughs> that's okay you, you can still be wrong together that's fine how are we doing so far in in everyone's head elder scrolls the movie do do we feel as if that this is closer to uh being uh doing the series and the fans well or do we do we feel like we're getting further from from it <laughs> I think we've cancelled the the the, uh, the film and now we're making the series to pitch to HBO. Yeah, I think um, HBO should listen to our show and then just take our idea because we're not going to be like Candy Crush and or King and try and pen or patent it um, and do this. <laughs> I, I'm literally entertaining the argument here. I, I'm still firmly against any on-screen adaptation, whether film or. Or a show, but it's it is. I'll, I'll entertain for the rest of the for the audience, as it were. Right, and that's yes. that's exactly what we're doing. We're entertaining the notion because right now we're at Bethesda Studios, sitting around a a table uh, with with executives, considering the fact, considering if a game should be made out of our twenty year long, much beloved and strongest IP. If a see uh, folks, taxis went well. <laughs> By the way, if if they ever do consider making a film, we should totally be in on that because we're like their best friends, right? Because what we conceived of with the MMO was obviously exactly what was released, right? Exactly, yeah. Well, maybe so, what we need right. that we need is Dave to say they're making a film, and then right, Pajawa, it's there. Can you call Dave? <laughs> uh, can I call Dave? I don't even think he would pick up first, but you know, what? let's let's flash call Dave. Let's just see what's up with Dave. Yeah, let's go, Dave. <laughs> Unless he's like dying of AIDS somewhere. Oh, uh, so unless you have already. Oh nope, he did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> that happened. Let's see if uh, he picks up. Is that Dave? Hello? Hey Dave. Is that, is that Dave? What's Hi up? Dave. Not much. How you doing, man? How you feeling? I- I'm all right. Am I here to win a bet? Uh, uh no. Pretty much. <laughs> no, but we need you to do something. Okay. I just Can so you're you aware. S- last time I did that, I got arrested. Okay, by the way, we're live. Um, so, can you say HBO is going to make an Elder Scrolls series? Uh, why? Well, you know, that thing that happened once you said 
they're making an MMO. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they actually have three different series planned at the same time, one going from each uh, perspective faction of ESO. So, folks, it's, it's multi-hero. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's totally going to be like Game of Thrones, how you have it coming from uh, three different or multiple different kingdoms at one time, and it bounces between them. It's totally going to do that. See, because it's going to be an Akavirian invasion. Yeah. J.R.R. Martin, is that's the reason why he's been taking so long on his books, is because he's writing the books for the ESO show. You know what's funny? He wrote a few episodes uh, for, what was that? Uh, Tales of the Crypt. So, yeah. Did he really? Yeah, he's written screenplays. He also wrote a few of... He wrote um, the Blackwater. No, I don't think he did. He wrote the one with, uh, you know, Sean Bean. Sean Bean? Sean Bean? Yeah, he writes one episode every season, and it's always the craziest episode. Well, you know what? Here's here's this, okay? We're we're actually actually talking about should should there be an Elder Scrolls movie? And then we sort of hit this idea of uh, not only... We would rather an HBO series. Um, so now, so now, on to the topic of of actors. If they make, let's just say they we're on the topic now of just an an Elder Scrolls continuous HBO series. Okay, what kind of actors would we want to see in this? And and let's just get the easy one out there and say that at some point we know that Sean Bean is going to die in our Elder Scrolls series. Yes. <laughs> as well, long as he isn't Skyrim, beheaded so he's at dead. some point. Well, we'll, we'll give a flashback to his dying days. He'll go softly into the night because we respect him. Right. But he's still going to die. He's still going to die. Yeah. Wow. I think I think it complete, the actors completely depend on the characters, which completely depends on what you want the thing to be I, about I in the first place. I completely agree. I know exactly where you're going with this. And in fact, the chat room agrees as well. Miley Cyrus for Queen Irene. Absolutely. That's that's a very natural oh, choice for sure. Queen Irene. Especially if she twerks. <laughs> exactly. She has to twerk the entire time. Yeah. Yep. It's Queen Irene Every can't scene. talk without her tongue hanging out of her mouth, just like a sloppy hooker. Just, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. Live with Dave. <laughs> I think Dave meant lady of ill repute. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Lady right. of the knock. Lady of ill repute. Very good. <laughs> and how dare you talk about our queen in that way? <laughs> well, I... Oh, I'm sorry. Did I, was I not speaking English? Yeah. I thought I was. <laughs> you were quite clear. Quite clear. No, we got it, Dave. We got it. <laughs> I can repeat it. No, no, we... Heard the first God, time. <laughs> we're not fancy enough to have one of those bleep buttons. I, I totally reckon we should have the Rock as a Red Guard warrior. <laughs> I would be willing to watch that. I know he's in his late nineties, but he's still above the age before Samoans like chunk out. So I think he's good. Yeah, to- totally get the Rock. Yeah, no. No, <laughs> the Rock's like the biggest actor. If I see the Rock in the opening credits, I'm turning and exiting that theater. I'm not paying good money. It's not going to be in the theater. It's going to be on HBO, and he's going to be having oh, yeah, sure. the entire time. Totally, I'm canceling totally my subscription. Unless Game it'll, of Thrones is still running, then I'm not. But if it'll, it's it'll totally off, the people's I'm eyebrow, 
It'd be like, <laughs> finally, the rock has come back to Hammerfell. <laughs> <laughs> totally going to be... No. Duh, duh, See, duh, he's duh, in duh, it. Duh, <laughs> He'll talk him into another game trope, like Doom with the BFG. So now... We probably should have Hugh Jackman as some kind of... Um, some kind Wolverine? of... Maybe mutant, yeah. Some kind of mutant, yeah. Right, like... Uh, like Argonian? Like one and of the featuring Dwayne Johnson alongside the cast of Miley Cyrus. And Hugh Jackman. And Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman yeah, as an Argonian. And everyone using fake English accents so that <laughs> so they can impress <laughs> Sean Vaughn right <laughs> before he dies. You want to ask that question, how we're doing again? <laughs> How how are we doing on this idea, guys? We're I getting. In- I don't want this show anymore. Terribly. <laughs> doing Someone horribly. Would Hollywood execs get involved? Yes, Baconborn. Hugh Jackman could play the werewolf, and then we could have God, um, John Malkovich as a vampire, and they could totally fight <laughs> over a woman. Maybe maybe a seventeen-year-old teen John girl. Malkovich is a human. <laughs> no, it's a vampire. No, yeah, I know, yeah, you have to be a human first. Shank, any any uh, any brilliant ideas, Shank, as to which actors you would like for our Elder Scrolls HBO series? My heart is literally being torn to shreds. <laughs> Once again, I'm going to go stand with Shank. Right. What about Justin Timberlake? Oh my as like god. an imperial, an right. imperial. Oh my god, Justin Timberlake as, like as an imperial, and wearer. the rest of the imperials yeah. are always like played by the same three actors. How about like? Oh, yeah. The three singers from the Lonely Island band from uh, from Saturday Night Live. What about just getting the rest of them sinking? I, I feel that the fat one would kind of mess things up. Yeah, but they could kind of make them like an Imperial gang, like a Robin Hood gang. <laughs> like, and and sync does, um, you know, and sync does um, banditry. Wait, 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 wait. What about? John Goodman as Nocturnal. John, John Goodman's dead, isn't he? John Goodman as Nocturnal? No, her boobs aren't that big. <laughs> Alright, um, uh, I, I would move this... Chat, mm-hmm. Kevin, Spacey, <laughs> Kevin Spacey as a Breton Lord, and uh, no. I think that Kevin Spacey would do great as not a Breton, but a Bosmer, because he already eats people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know actually it would be good. Is our very own Silent Fury could stand in for Jason Statham? Absolutely. We need we need Jason Statham to be in this movie or to be in this HBO series. Jason Statham yep. in as the Dragonborn. Oh my god. And his whole soul have... quest his soul quest is to go retrieve a girl. And to define <laughs> his abs. And put no, a, I, put I, a... I think he should deliver a girl. Like yeah. deliver her somewhere. Like take oh. her to the Take it to the Ruby Throne, like that's oh, his job. Okay. Right. So I would love to point out how we went from such a serious discussion to calling Dave. Right. And it <laughs> descended. Just mistake. a big running gag for the next ten <laughs> minutes, folks. Alright, so so no more uh no no more actors and I, I shudder to think about directors. Uh so let's just let's just move on. Shamalama <laughs> ding dong. Shamalama ding dong. Seriously though, I mean just is a no. Just um as 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 just you know, 
as a quick note, yay or nay? Do we do we want do, do we want like famous people, or do we do we think that total unknowns would probably be best for for a movie or a series like this? After tonight, total unknowns. Agreed. <laughs> Shank, you're. Uh, I I just want John Goodman as Nocturnal. Okay. <laughs> I think that's reasonable, as in not reasonable. I, I want to make sure. I really want The Rock as a Red Guard. What about uh, Dave's favorite actor, uh, the Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch? Do we think oh, that Benedict Cucumberbund? Yeah, oh exactly. my god! Okay, if he was in the movie, he he would have to. I honestly think he would have to be one of some like spectral thing and just like lend his voice because yeah, his he, voice anything can, that you don't see his face directly you're gonna he's, that's gonna be his voice yeah he's the disembodied narrator he will yeah. he will literally i mean he th- okay ju- just think about this guys remember how in oblivion okay the game starts and who narrates patrick stewart and you feel something right yeah what if the show starts benedict cumberbatch is narrating something okay that would sell the show I don't think that you should have any direct interaction with a character like you do in like Games of Thrones or, or other shows. I think it should just be narrators narrating for the different factions. And we have Cucumber Bunch and Morgan Freeman... <laughs> And and um, <laughs> Morgan Freeman would be excellent, dude. Can I, you, yes. He would totally be Evan. Oh my god, he would can be you, amazing. He would be just, amazing. Just, just, just him talking. So it'd be Patrick Stewart, right? It'd be Patrick Stewart. Yep. He he'd talk anytime you see any action in Cyrodiil. He would talk. Okay. Okay. Evan Hart, you would only hear Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. In Cucumber okay. Bunch, of course he's a, he's like a high elf or something. Douchey. ADL so, day. Yeah, he, dude. He'd be a. Can, who can you just... would be the voiceover for Daggerfall? Uh, really, I would. The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to get him in there anyway. The can, you, can you just imagine though? Just like all of a sudden, there's like some really somber moment. All of a sudden, it's just like Andy never told me that Isgrimoire came over and slaughtered the Snow Elves. <laughs> Who's that? It's supposed to be Morgan Freeman, but he'd have to start every sentence with "Andy never told me." <laughs> Andy, <laughs> Andy from Shawshank Redemption. Zay Watanejo. <laughs> Shank, I'm surprised you even surprised you watched that movie. Shank, wasn't that like wasn't that made way before you were ever born? It was made in the '90s, yeah. dude. Who right, exactly. Movie? But it has amazing graphics. <laughs> it does have amazing graphics, mostly because Morgan Freeman's freckles are very anti We have an answer Indeed. from the chat room as to who would be the voice for the Daggerfall Covenant, and I gotta say, it is the best name we've heard all night. <laughs> Bruce <Shaq> Campbell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's Bruce Campbell? I'll take, the, really? I'll take the Daggerfall Covenant for 500, Trebek. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a new ears. What about Jay Leno? No, no, his no. chin would get in the way. That's everybody, just silly. Yeah. Everybody hates Jay Leno. That would be very silly, Morgan. Let's, like let's, let's get oh serious. Oh my god, Samuel Morgan, Jackson. Could you imagine Samuel Jackson <laughs> going up whenever so, Alberry <laughs> Dominion, not Alberry, uh, Daggerfall goes up yeah. against Ebonheart? Samuel Jackson has to like, fight Freeman. for screen time with, <laughs> uh, oh my with god. Morgan Freeman, and they just like go at it like. 
One of my guys just took your guys. No, he didn't, bitch! Dave, <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. Say foos. I dare you to say foos <laughs> one more time. Say foos one more time. <laughs> you want to look never, like I don't kid you? Andy never told me about them dragon shouts. <laughs> I'm tired of those. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> All right, well, I got well, Samuel L. Jackson just yelling at me for not saying Foose Rota. Andy never told me Samuel L. would just be yelling at me all the time. Look at my freckles. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Alright, and the title. <laughs> the title would have to be <clears throat> in full. Andy never told me I was narrating an Elder Scrolls game. <laughs> I, I I would I here's here's the question. Here's the question regarding the title. Alright, do do you name this the Elder Scrolls movie and then I don't know, Skyrim after that, or you know, uh the the uh the the Alessian War or you know, War uh-huh. Among the Provinces. Do you name it that or do you name it something some random thing, some some random thing inside that happens in the plot, like like Oblivion, and then underneath it, an Elder Scrolls movie. I honestly yeah. think if you just call it Tamriel, not not even Elder Scrolls, just Tamriel, because that way it's not overtly stating, "Hey, look at us, we're an Elder Scrolls show," it, but it's subtle enough to kind of like you know get the point across that this is taking place in this world based on this IP with the specific, you know, points in history from the lore. I think Tamriel or something like, I don't know. I, I think anything except for saying Elder Scrolls or one of the game titles yeah. would be, I would prefer that, honestly. No, it totally needs to be Elder Scrolls, the voice without. Uh, John. Not what Maury said. <laughs> um, but... I was kind of leaning towards having it say it, whatever a Elder Scrolls show, but now I kind of agree with Shank, so I'm gonna go stand over. Oh my it. god, you two are like total. I don't know, dude. I don't know. And this is you're just sucking. jealous. So I'm not jealous of Shank. I've got more than Shank. I, I don't. I don't think calling it Tamriel is good enough. No, I don't think Tam. But something you know, plot related. Yeah. I think that they should call it Lord of the Rings without dwarves. Okay, fair enough. I don't know about that, Dave. That might be a, a bad idea. Yeah, because technically Dwarves are so. nicknamed dwarves. Yeah, but yeah. they're not here. They so either way, they're, they're not here. So actually, it's a win, because now the people that really hated the dwarves in Lord of the Rings are like, not only are they not right. there, they're Dude, all extinct and killed off. Elder Scrolls, The Desolation of the Amulet of Kings. Yeah, you guys just gave me a great idea. It should be called, and I quote, if you say Tolkien ripped off of the films, Bradford. Oh my <laughs> god. And, and at that point, I gotta say, I gotta head off. I have a guild meeting. Oh, I gotta get started. So, ladies, yeah. gentlemen. Catch you later, then. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Dave, thanks right. for uh, thanks for hanging out with us for a few minutes and completely derailing the conversation we were having. Pretty much, I think you yeah. mean, job. Thank well you for making it amazing, and you're, you're welcome. welcome. You are you are uh, allowed to leave now. Thanks, Dave. Goodbye. So. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and he hung up. Uh, no, I hung up on him. Oh, <laughs> what, even what better. About, what about even Game better. of Scrolls? No, alright. Hang up on Shanks. <laughs> oh, you could have totally have a story of Ice of Fire, and then you could have Skyrim versus Morrowind. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the Elder Scrolls, a story of Ice and Fire. There you go. Uh, so, Morrowind, can it just be me and you tonight? It can, yeah. Goodbye, guys. No. <laughs> uh, likelihood. The likelihood of this even happening at all, Shank. Less than a 0%. Not not what you would like to see happen. The that, actual... Yes, I, I, I don't think it will happen. All right, explain yourself. Why do you think that the likelihood of a movie, an Elder Scrolls movie, is just so out of the ballpark of even happening that you would give it less than 1%? Uh, because of what I was talking about earlier, that it's it's just it's too... The, the, the series is... is the the nature of the series is so open that there there's no sort of set thing that you know the masses at large can sort of attach themselves to and relate as a whole in my opinion i i just don't see it translating well into a film or a television medium i i there's there's just too i just think there's too many elements at play just given the the dense density of <laughs> the world the lore the history the the stories everything Mm. I find it funny that we're talking about how dense and complex the world is, and I'm playing Daggerfall. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that. <laughs> this world is so complex and dense and beautiful and rich, and, and we're what's looking with, at it. What's with those like weird kind of mush mushroom things? There's giant. Mush- there's large <laughs> mushrooms in Daggerfall. More- <clears throat> Don't. That, that, <laughs> look at them, though. Look at them. You tell me <laughs> that that doesn't look exactly what I'm thinking. No, I know exactly what you're thinking. That it looks no. like a large mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> at what point did you, in your life did you get dropped on your head? <laughs> If this looks like that, then I think there's some something might be broken. <laughs> exactly. Andy never told me it would look like that. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Alright. Uh John, what's the likelihood of this even happening? Of the uh the movie even happening. What do you think? Eighty percent. Really? You think it's eighty percent? Yeah, and I hate you guys. <laughs> uh, Maury, uh, what about you? What do you think? The likelihood of this even happening in the first place? I think 90 if the right script turns up at the door. Mm. I think yeah. if, if the story's right, they'll say, yeah, that, we can get behind that. Well, I mean, they did say yes to those two those two Elder Scrolls novels, which you can download, by the way, for free uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. The, uh, the two Elder Scrolls novels. The Infernal City and The Lord of Souls. Sure. Yeah, by Greg Keyes. Um... You, okay. you, might, okay. you might be right. Bethesda maybe may, may hold out and say, you know what? Give us a good script, and uh, we absolutely will look into into allowing that to happen. 
<laughs> Can I just point out something that I've been silently laughing at for the last 20 seconds? Sure. <laughs> Somebody in the chat who says, who the hell is Andy? Oh. <laughs> 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 that, that comment right there is the comment of the night from the chat. Very, room. very appropriate, considering we're talking about Elder Scrolls and no one has any idea who the hell Andy from the Shawshank Redemption is. It's the person in the chat room. You're, you're not, it's not you. That's wrong. It's just, every, it's everyone here on the show. We're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing that the comment just is just hilarious. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> so I got to say the likelihood of this, uh, I, I would say is, is not very good at all. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't think that those, those Elder Scrolls novels sold very well. Maybe they did. I, I don't know. I, I, I listened to them and, and I didn't necessarily have my, my socks blown off by them. Um, they were all right, but I don't think they represented, uh, Elder Scrolls very well at all. And, um, honestly, I, I sort of feel like if, uh, g- given that that history, I think Bethesda is going to be very uh, careful as to how a movie would ever go would ever go off. It would have to be not just the right script, but it would have to be the right the right uh, shooting uh, a- idea. You know, you, you could have a fantastic story on paper, and then it translate into complete crap. Because the director's like, you know, oh, let's let's have, you know, ten minutes worth of just like cleavage and biceps uh, all over the place, and and uh, not actually show what what Elder Scrolls really is, um, like a Michael Bay movie. So it, I think it's going to depend on a lot of things that need to gel all together, and then of course there's that huge hurdle of Elder Scrolls is very popular now as an IP. It's well-known IP in the gaming world. But most people don't actually know about Elder Scrolls. And, and that's their life when, is empty without it. Those are the people that you're marketing to. You're marketing to the general audience. And you're going to have to find something other than the name Elder Scrolls to, to sell them to go to a movie. I think that's the other the the big uh, challenge an Elder Scrolls movie would have is just selling a, a fantasy movie that that a lot of people just don't have any idea of what the the IP is. Final thoughts, guys, on this topic before we move on to John's mod. Yeah, I mean, I think that Bethesda, if they don't want to. Re- the same mistake that everyone has made they know that they need to do it differently and I think uh, I think they would as long as they remember to keep out the gamey parts make it about the world you know get get the right person to get the shots of the landscapes and stuff uh, I think they definitely would have that kind of stuff in mind they're not dumb sure all right. Anything else, guys, from anyone else? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I just don't want this 
any screen adaptation. I, I just I would just like to keep creating my own adventures. Um, I think because TV and film, I think that that's that's the beauty of games. I was talking about yesterday is that you're creating and consuming. Once you put something on you know screen like that, it's it's very static, and that that's that's why I I love these games is because it's literally whatever I want to do. It's you know it's my the world is my oyster, as it were. Mm. So uh, I I, for, for, I don't know. I, I would just like to kind of preserve that uh, that sort of creative liberty, as it were. Uh, I think as gaming gets bigger and we want it to be a more mainstream thing, then I think it has to gaming maybe has to start touching all all platforms of media. Because that's the way it becomes mainstream, and that's the way people become aware of it and realize that it's not just for the geeky kids that you used to beat up at school. So, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> no, he's gone. <laughs> do we Palace. even do we even want Todd there? <laughs> do we even want there to be a movie, John? Do you want a movie series? A se- well, do you want a series or a movie? Do you want yeah. any? You do. Uh, and Maury, do you? Yeah. I don't. I agree with Shank. I don't. I don't want to see Elder Scrolls as a, as a series or a movie. Um, I think it's. I think it's a fantastic idea for for a video game, and I don't think that there is anyone out there. That's going to be able to turn this into the movie series or the, the the TV cable series that it would need to be in order to make me feel like justice had been served to to the world at large. Um, Dungeons and Dragons had a had a solid attempt. <laughs> they had that one movie, which was god awful. And Jeremy then, Irons. <laughs> so why did you say they made a solid, solid attempt? attempt? They they had what I really mean to say was they had their chance. <laughs> yeah, D and okay. had its sure. chance. Um, unfortunately, the the sci fi TV movie that was the sequel to the to the uh, national theater movie was far better than the actual the actual movie itself so and it was still not that good so there's that uh, we we do have to touch on something because it's been act, asked in chat numerous times uh so listeners if you don't show up for the live stream and, and you're sitting there yelling at your uh podcast you're doing it wrong um uh, live action or cgi good question <laughs> I okay. I have well, an answer. Go ahead, well, I kind of think, seeing as that you and Evalwin um, said no, that you shouldn't be able to answer because you don't want it. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I mean, so Maury, <laughs> yeah, I I think a mix, a mix, a mix of CGI and um, real real people. Okay, like Game of Thrones. Okay, yeah, gotcha, John. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. So and the other two don't a, matter. Exactly. The two opinions don't matter. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're naysayers. Thanks. And what do we do with naysayers? Kill them. 
They get, oh exactly. my! Oh wow! Yeah, if our win is the Sean Bean of our podcast, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Shank is Trusty Dean. Varwin, have you died? Um, yes, twice. Yeah, he he's yeah, died, but he too. he hasn't picked locks, which is genuinely surprising. Ah, oh, so we have a sober chat room. Good deal. All right. Uh, all right, moving on, guys. So, I guess that's that sort of ends it. Um, that kind of ends that topic off. Um, so, Ken, I think Shank should uh, Morgan Freeman summarize it. What what we decided? I first came onto the podcast, and nobody told me what was going on. So I walked over to Andy. Andy never even told me that we were playing these Daggerfall game. <laughs> started looking at the chat room and they were saying that you need to break out of this jail so I started doing the headmaster's taxes and finances and then all of a sudden a Nord hit me on the face and then we're not making a movie no more that's what Andy told me (laughs) good job Shank (laughs) that works John, your your mod of the week, sir. What would you like to recommend for for yeah. our listeners this week? Mods, I cover those, yeah. and I have a good one for you. Um, during our, one of our recent episodes, we all mentioned that we would like to see more armor in this big, vast world that is Skyrim. Um, so. For those of you that feel the same, I have something that'll help you. And that is the Immersive Armors mod by Hoth Trooper 44. And it says Wait, that's his actual that's his username? Si, señor. That's badass, dude. <laughs> Isn't it? He's a Hoth Trooper, not a Stormtrooper. Hoth kind of got messed up. Just saying. So anyway, he says, If you're seeking to enhance your Skyrim with a greater selection of armor sets without breaking from the natural feel of the game, this mod is for you. It adds many new armor sets that have been seamlessly integrated into the world. The items are balanced and spread across your gaming experience. You'll find uh, new power-appropriate armor sets starting from level 1 up to level 50 and beyond. This mod will be constantly evolving to bring new life into your world. Currently, this mod adds 55 new sets of armor to the game, over 60 including variants, tons of additions, non-set helmet options, uh, 3% or no, 396 new shields, and a large number of other items such as eye patches, capes, earrings, scarves, and more. They are all craftable, upgradable, enchantable, and are integrated into the game through level lists, quest rewards placement in dungeons, and or on to specific people. And I know I use this mod. I believe others here do as well. Um, And I absolutely love it. The armor sets are very high quality, and they also are very fitting uh, in the world. Shank, don't you use that mod? I thought you, you had that one. Uh, If that's the Dova Floss mod, then yes... No, but there there is a patch for that. Can we can we not call that call it that anymore? <laughs> I genuinely just dislike that term. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't apply. laughs> 
<laughs> I I don't think I use it honestly. I I thought about getting it. I don't think I use it though. Okay. I use it. How is it? It's very immersive. Okay. And grippy. By, by adding armor. <laughs> so, so the mod name is very descriptive here. In other words, that, that's basically what you're saying. It's pretty much bang on the money with what he says in his title. <laughs> um, so, like, kudos for that. Um, no, it's very good. I mean, it adds it adds a lot of a lot more flavor to the um, the vanilla textures and the vanilla armors that are in the game, and it's. Um, it's definitely a, mo- a mod that I would recommend alongside John um, to to just fill out the world with um, a lot more variety. Okay. All right, and uh, Maury, your random book of the week, your random lore book of the week, sir. I have a, a random lore book, and this is over at the Imperial Library, and um, it's called Kwame. Mining for Fun and Profit and it is by Doran Redas. It says Developing and maintaining the Kwama mine can be rewarding and more importantly a lucrative pursuit provided one takes the time to learn about Kwama and their environment re- environmental requirements. Kwama are giant insects that live and work in underground colonies called egg mines. Although eggs provide the primary source of income from any Kwama mine, they are by no means the only product produced by the mine. Kwama cuttle, scribe jelly and scribe jerky all provide additional sources of revenue for Kwama mine. To start a Kwama mine, 1A. Find and tame a wild Kwama colony. Difficult. Or 1B. Purchase excess Kwama from from a crowded mine. Expensive. Two, live near the colony until you smell like Kwama. Three, never approach the Kwama queen chamber. Four, gather eggs. Collect cuddle. Five, count your profit. Despite the name, a Kwama mine consists of living creatures with judicious yet Unobtrusive maintenance, a moderately sized mine can produce an abundance of valuable Kwama eggs. Kwama mines can also produce tasty scribe jerky, acidic scribe jelly, and Kwama cuttle, which is highly valued by alchemists. The Kwama colony, the road of owning a profitable mining concern, starts with a healthy Kwama queen and a full complement of workers. The queen produces eggs in the deepest recesses of the mine. Kwama makers care for the eggs, moving them into various tunnels and chambers within the mine according to the space requirements, environmental conditions, and the development state of the eggs. Kwama workers also produce food for the mine, feed and clean the queen, and expand the mine complex as the colony grows. When not tending to their usual duties, workers can be seen digging new chambers and tunnels within the ever-growing labyrinth of the mine. Workers tend to be docile, but can turn violent if threatened or attacked or if the queen is in danger. Kwama warriors protect the colony, reacting quickly to any perceived danger. They should be treated warily and with respect, for they are aggressive and highly dangerous. While workers are quadrupeds, warriors are bipedal and very powerful. 
scribes as the miners called Juvenile Kwama roam freely through a Kwama colony. A mine usually splits the scribe herds into two camps, those allowed to grow into workers or warriors and those harvested while still young for jelly and jerky. Scribe jelly has a variety of uses, including a food source, but it's prized for alchemists as a key ingredient to create potions and cure diseases. Scribe jerky, made by drying thin slices of scribe meat, has minor restorative properties and is considered to be quite delicious by dark health culinary experts. Started a quava mine, assuming you don't want to pay the exorbitant fees associated with purchasing a queen and a quama from an established mine, you will need to locate and tame a wild colony. This approach isn't without cost, however. Hasas Lua requires would-be mine owners purchase a license before hunting for a wild colony in earnest. When you locate a potential colony, you can't simply walk into and set up shop. The colony's aggressive warriors would make short work of your miners. There is a solution, acclimation. The acclimation process takes time, but injury and loss of, of life of both colony members and miners can be minimised by letting the colony slowly become familiar and comfortable with your presence. Once your miners acquire a smell of the local kwama, the warriors will consider you to be part of the colony. Egg harvesting. The actual mining of kwama eggs doesn't require a great deal of skill. Miners basically need only patience and common sense to perform their job. Egg harvesting must be done with an eye toward balance. Remove too many eggs, and that may agitate the workers and the queen. Remove too few eggs, and the queen's production may fall. The mine manager must keep a careful eye on the production to ensure the queen does not produce too many or too few eggs. Wide swings in production will affect profits and make planning more difficult and should be avoided. Avoid the queen's chamber at all times. Warriors and workers will view any approach to their queen as a threat or react accordingly. Production can grind to a halt as a colony becomes agitated and miners can't safely enter the mine. You might lose a few miners as the colony rampages, but the most important thing to remember is that the karma will eventually calm down once again except the presence of the miners. Note, Haas Lua Egg Miner Licenses require miners to provide regular production reports. Failure to comply can result in sanctions, fines, or even closure of the mine, and that is neither fun nor profitable. And again, that is Kwama Mining for Fun and Profit over at the imperiallibrary.info. Alright, very good. Um, now, as uh, you have been writing us some emails, folks, uh, we would like to feature... Uh, two on the show. Shank, would you mind getting our first email, please? Sure, sure, sure. So, email number one comes from Dave Plump, saying, Hi, have really enjoyed watching all the streams recently and listening to the various podcasts. Something was said on one of them that got me thinking about a new thing that could be added to the sneak skill and maybe in Tez 6. 
I was thinking that instead of killing people, a skilled sneaker could use sleep darts to make them pass out for a short time. This would work well with someone who is also advancing in alchemy as they could make the darts stronger and make the person sleep longer. This could lead to some interesting ways of sneaking about without having to always kill the foes. I was wondering what your thoughts were on this. Loving the network, Dave Lump. N- not going to lie, this is this sounds awesome. Is there anyone here that doesn't like this idea? No. I think it's amazing. And I, I really hope that, that Bethesda considers doing something like this. Um, one of the interesting things about, about Skyrim was the, um, the, uh, the magic tree illusion, I believe it was, where, Shank, you were the first person to tell me that you, you actually built a mage in, in Skyrim that used solely the, the uh, illusion tree. And instead yeah. of killing your enemies, you, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I built what I call the defensive mage where I, I didn't kill anybody. But what I did was I would, you know, fury them and cast Atronax. And, you know, the Atronax would finish them off and, you know, fury would get people fighting each other. And it was a purely defensive character. And it was a very, very feasible play style, to be honest with you. John, you have anything on this? Yeah, my one... I like what everyone has said so far, and I like what Dave Lump says in his email. But my one caveat would be, like, uh, if the person that you hit with this dart does wake up and he is in, like, a group, uh, that that group goes into some sort of alert phase where now they're actively looking for you and seeking becomes harder. Oh, yes. Oh, like, basically like your, you know, Splinter Cell or Thief or something like that. I was thinking Metal Gear Solid, but... Okay, yes. That works. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would like that, as in the fact that you you would be able to just knock somebody out rather than kill them if you, if they were alone and stuff. You know, just maybe chloroform them and stuff that you could make. I don't know if there's a Tamrielic chloroform or whatever, but <clears throat> that would be good. But then it just then it starts making the game more like a stealth game and less of a test game. So yeah, you have to be kind of careful with the balance. Um, but yeah, Wait, it, does it, this it, smell it, like chloroform? <laughs> Exactly. It would be nice to not have <laughs> the option of killing everybody, you know, but have the chance to knock them out and things. Hmm. What do you think of Owen? <clears throat> ah, it, it's it's a fantastic idea. I mean, to to have that as a as an option in the next Elder Scrolls game to not only sneak but um, have this. Uh, ability to sleep dart your enemies uh i think it'd be it'd be a lot of fun i think he's got a great idea with it tying to to alchemy and i i think that a lot of people would would either use that as a would find a lot of like really cool offshoot builds that they could do with that kind of weapon choice john our uh, our next email all right, and our next email comes from Osgand, and Osgand says, "Hey guys, great show! A while back, y'all asked what Bethesda should never do with Tez. <clears throat> Two things came to mind: first, they should never make a game with a playable re- area smaller than Oblivion. It wasn't too big or too small. Second, they should never make a game with point of interest density greater than Skyrim." 
Don't get me wrong, Skyrim had great dungeons, but it was hard to find a place in the overworld that wasn't in range of at least two or three markers. One thing they should add, though, is the ability to turn the compass off. Not a bad idea, either. Uh, I do think that there would be fans of people that would like to turn the compass off. Uh, but I, me, personally, uh, I wouldn't do that. I like knowing where I'm going, number one. <laughs> number two, um, I, I, like, I love the Skyrim compass. I like the fact that it, it, it's, uh, it, it's in Elder Scrolls Online. Um, I hope they they keep that kind of thing for the next game, or or find uh, an even better way of of, of utilizing the uh, the compass. I think it uh, it's good stuff. Um, John, what what about you? Um, I think that one I found my mod for next week. So okay. thank you, and Ozgan spoilers. Uh, you're not going to find out till next week, actually. Um, second, uh, Oblivion. I don't think it was. I would. I think they should definitely make games bigger than Oblivion, uh, bigger than Skyrim. But that's because I don't know. I think that's the natural progression. I want a bigger sandbox. Yeah, well, they did said no smaller than Oblivion. So no, no, I know, but eh, Oblivion was was big, but you know. Go big or go home. Let's keep raising the bar. Uh, and then on, you know, the point of interest density, I do agree with him. Um, I think stuff should be a lot more spaced out. So if that means giant game, then I'm on board. Mm. Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a couple of thoughts real quick. Sure. Um, I, I agree with the first his first point. Never make a game playable area smaller than Oblivion. I agree. I think it should be, frankly, the next game I want twice as big as Oblivion because I, I think it can be done. Um, but because of that, I actually disagree. Oh, point of in- point of interest density. Ah, so density yeah. is a ratio. Okay, so it's not an absolute number. Okay, then never mind. I take back my second one because I can't do math properly so i actually agree with all points of his email Uh, and actually to to, to the third point uh you know the compass off if if you're actually playing on the pc version uh you can't ruin this for me what you're gonna give them a console command no it's gonna deactivate their steam achievements folks it's not a console command ignore it it's an any it's an any tweak to one of your files (laughs) Basically, you can go into your any files and turn off your compass. Nothing to see here, guys. Yep, turn off your compass, and if you can actually play that way, and it's viable. (laughs) Turn off your compass in the any files. Thank you, erased. (laughs) Come on. Go ahead, Shank. What are you trying to say? (laughs) There's a command in your uh, any files. It's actually in skyrimprefs.ini. If you do a search in that file for B show compass, all one word, the default is it equals one, meaning the compass will show. If you set this equal to zero, it will shut off your compass within the game, so you have no compass. I've actually tried playing it this way and only because I know where stuff is in the game am I okay with it, but I can... I can imagine a scenario when you're brand new to the game, and yes, you want that exploration factor, but guess what? 
I mean, Evarwin, when you start a game for the first time in, in Elder Scrolls, for Skyrim, for example, did you see all the barrows and stuff as markers on your compass? No. No. Right? So there was still that exploration factor. So I think just to be able to navigate, like, literally, which way is east and which way is north, I, personally, I would like to have my compass, but an option to toggle it off, perhaps, as you get more competent with the area, that would be nice. Hmm. It's a pretty decent idea. As long as it's not like it is off or it is not on. You know, like, (laughs) player choice. If you want it off, feel free. But I don't think you should be forced to use one or the other. My two septums. All right, guys. Well, uh, that, I believe, ends our our show for the evening. Uh, Final thoughts, gentlemen. Start with, uh, we'll start with Maury. I don't want Dave back. <laughs> Shout out to uh, to Dave for uh, making uh, that that part of the show uh, an interesting segment, indeed. <laughs> John, final thoughts. I also don't want Dave back. <laughs> Duh, Shank. Um, I did. Uh, I, I agree. You guys stole what I was going to say. <laughs> Uh, and and that is it. That is it from us, guys. Uh, we are part of the Quest Gaming Network. Go to questgamingnetwork.com. Uh, we we do this show Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern here on twitch.tv forward slash questgamingnetwork. Uh, we've got other shows here as well. Uh, big shout out to uh, Rift Off the Record. They do their show Sundays live at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then Swotori Forged Mondays, 7 p.m. Eastern, followed by Totally Heroes, which is Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is live as well, starting sat at uh, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget about Community Game Night Saturdays, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can get to our forums at questgamingcommunity.com. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Uh, let's start saying goodbye, starting with Maury. Goodbye, everybody. Really love you guys. <laughs> Uh, John. Goodbye. So long. I'm tired. Farewell. Advidas Saint Adieu. And Shank. What? I hate you guys. Wow. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everyone. Be safe. Thanks for joining us. And may the foos be with you.